What is going on, guys? And welcome to the first ever episode of Sports Yak NY. I'm your host, Matthew Coster. Alongside me is Christopher Shea and Dylan Milo, the other two hosts. Boys, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Doing good. Having a good time. All righty. Um, with that being said, I mean, introductions are one thing, but I'm down to just get right into it. I'm a lifelong Jet, Islanders, Mets, and Knicks fan. Uh, Chris, you have some different sport teams? I'm a fan of the Yankees, Giants, big Knicks fan, a little bit of a soccer guy, Manchester City. I'm also a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but we might not get on too many of those topics. That's obnoxious. Dylan. And for myself, huge New York Jets fan, New York Islanders, New York Yankees, and of course, the New York Knicks. Awesome, awesome. Basically, we're trying here to break down week by week what's happening in New York sports. This episode is going to be more kind of updating on the season, our projections, where we think we're going to go, breaking down the different headlines. Uh, I'm down to get right into it. And the first thing I want to talk about is the Jets. Um, holy shit. Mike White. Big game against the Bengals. Upset win. Um, I can't tell if the Jets are going to be, like, if they're showing promise for the future or not. Because, I mean, you beat the Titans, which are right now beating the fucking Rams 21-3. to You beat the Bengals, who I thought the Bengals were a good team. After today's performance against the Browns, I don't know if they're a really good team or just a couple of fluke games they had. But then you come out Thursday Night Football, you play the Colts, who are not a good team. Their quarterback is just abysmal, Carson Wentz. The guy thinks he's Superman. He's not. He can't do anything on that field. Dylan, what do you think about this Jets team? Promising or not? Um, I think compared to last year, I mean, only winning two games last year and right now sitting at two and six, I definitely think it's an improvement. There's a lot of rookies on the team. The whole team is pretty, pretty much rookies, second-year players. And honestly, I feel like we're going in the right direction. But, I mean, as a Jets fan, it's obviously never-ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I would just have to put my input, I'd say it's kind of tough. Mike White had a really good game against the Bengals last Thursday. Or was it last Sunday? It was last Sunday, yeah. Last Sunday. And, I mean, obviously he got injured on Thursday. But you still have Zach Wilson. Jets selected him number two overall. It's kind of you got to play this guy at one point. You can't really just let the fans see you take Mike White, who came from the Cowboys, I believe, behind – Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton to leading the Jets over a guy they selected with the number two overall pick. The Giants wouldn't have done that with Devontae Booker. They wouldn't say, this guy rushed for 100 yards. We're going to have him start over Saquon every week. And Chris, keep in mind, this. yeah, he might have been in the NFL for a couple years, three, four years, but this dude has never had a career start in his life. The game against the Bengals was the first time he ever started an NFL game, and he went 37 for 45 for 400 yards, three touchdowns. And, yeah, I know he had two interceptions, but both those interceptions were deflections from our receivers who yeah. couldn't catch the ball. Our receivers so far this year have been abysmal, just not catching the football. Corey Davis, I don't know what the fucking deal is with that guy. Figure it out, dude. He had a good game against Tennessee. That's it. I'm sorry, if you're a professional football player, like you get paid millions of dollars to catch a football, and we have balls hitting off helmets, 
hit a guys in the chest. I have no idea what's happening. I did think against that Bengals game, though, our receivers were playing great. They were making some crazy catches. Forget about those two interceptions. I know those are two mess-ups. I thought Berrios had a really good game. That one touchdown pass was great. Um, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere. I think Corey Davis does have to figure it out. He had a pretty bad drop. Uh, I can't remember. Somebody had a bad drop. I think it was Mims in the end zone when Josh Jacobs was in for that one drive. Yes. That was Mims? Yeah. It's like that's, that can't happen. Uh, I do think we have to draft receivers. Uh, our offensive line, I will say, past two games, they've looked great. They've looked great. I don't like – I don't know if it's just a difference. I know Zach Wilson, he wasn't comfortable in the pocket, but it just looks like from the drives that White had, it looks like he's crap ton of time in that pocket. Even that first drive of the Colts game, he was just standing back, and there is absolutely no pressure on him. I don't know. I think our line maybe is improving. Maybe they're showing something. I think with Zach Wilson, it was an absolute liability. I thought – I was waiting for Wilson to get hurt. Of course he did. He got smacked on that one play. But I don't think Wilson should start for the rest of the year. I think if White comes back in and White's healthy, which I'm assuming he will be for next game, that's kind of the way the story is unfolding right now. I think White plays for the rest of the year. Have Wilson learn. White's a free agent. Will he resign? If he gets the Jets to five wins, he probably won't resign. He'll get another deal with another team and go to that team. Unless the Jets have any desire to make him a starter, which I can already tell you that's not going to happen. They think Wilson's the future. Wilson, I like. Um, I, obviously, too, another big thing with, I think, why Wilson struggled as much as he did was you didn't have Flacco on the sidelines, and you had Jets offensive coordinator. He was on the sidelines calling the play. Putting him up in the booth makes all the difference from offense. He's opened it up a lot more. It's not two run plays that go nowhere up the middle and then a third and long for Wilson to try to convert. The offense is open. They're passing on all downs. They're throwing more screens. I like how White checks down to his running backs. I think that's why Carter had a really good game against the Bengals. What do you think, though? I want to just go back to what you were saying about the receivers for a second and saying we need to draft receivers. I mean, last draft, obviously, we drafted Elijah Moore in the second round, and draft that, draft before that, we drafted Denzel Mims. I mean, personally, yes, I do think they're great players, but is it – is our receiver core not doing good because of Zach Wilson? I mean, you look at the game versus the Bengals, and three of our receivers had over 50 yards, which has never happened this season before. So is, is it Zach Wilson, or is it our receivers? I don't know. I mean, I see from, like, a bunch of different clips and highlights. There are plays where these receivers are getting no separation, also, you had an O-line that was not giving Wilson the amount of time he needed. Wilson also is not comfortable in the pocket. He needs to scramble out, which is just not a good time for any quarterback, in my opinion. This is the NFL. This is not college. You need to be comfortable in that pocket. You need to be able to step up in it. You need to be able to sense pressure. Wilson, I mean, yeah, he's got time to learn. But at the same time, it's like I feel like pocket pressure and reading that is something like that's just something a quarterback should have if he's going to be successful. You know, you see that with Mac Jones right now. He's very comfortable in that pocket. You see that with a lot of the elite quarterbacks in play time. You know, they sense pressure. That's something, like, that can't really be taught. I feel like in the NFL these days, coming in from college, you're expected to be great. I mean, if you're not, if you're not good the first five games, then you're automatically looked at as a scrub. And I think that's a huge problem in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I know Zach Wilson's young, but, and they say give him time. 
But you can really tell by first couple games on how the quarterback actually works. Like, I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence. He never lost a game in his life, and then you see him play with Jacksonville. Another thing, too, I, I don't think that it wasn't smart that we didn't have a veteran quarterback son. The fact that we just had to give up anything to get Joe Flacco back is just shame on the franchise in general. Uh, biggest thing, too, is I think, you know, Wilson started the season. He got thrown into it to sell tickets, to, you know, create a sort of hype around the franchise, give people something to watch. Because, I mean, nobody thought the Jets were going to do this year. My personal hope is that the Jets get five wins. I think if the Jets get five wins this year, that's something to build on. I'm disappointed in the Colts game. I thought this was one of the games we had a shot at winning. I mean, the two wins we had, I didn't think we had a shot at winning. So we'll see if we can pull up any more upsets like that. I'm curious to see what happens against Miami because I think Miami's a really bad team. And like, if we can just beat Miami, beat them twice, I'm going to say to myself, all right, I'll give it. This team is something we can build off. If not, I think it's just back to the drawing board. It's another shitty draft for the Jets. And, you know, we see what happens. I want to talk a little bit about Thursday, though. Uh, one of the things that I thought was great about our team was our D-line and stopping the run. When we played uh, Carolina week one, we were great about against Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. I mean, first game, we were green, but we, we held Christian McCaffrey. We stopped Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league week one before he got hurt. However, like, Jonathan Taylor runs all over your defense the entire game, 40 points. I mean, I don't know. I forget his stats. I should have him probably with me right now. But it's just there was no answer for it all game. I don't know how a team can do that. 19 rushes, 172 yards, and two touchdowns, averaging 9.1 yards a carry. Insane. It's just, it's just, it's just never improved. Like I was, I was waiting for halftime to come, and for something happening. I don't know if we had a blitz more or whatever, but there was nothing. I do think our secondary, you know, they're two guys. They're actually like I think one of them's new to the cornerback position. I do think they're promising. I like what Salah says about these kids. Our D line, our pass rush, our just run game stopping that is. So inconsistent because I thought we did, you know, our defense played great against Tennessee. Our defense plays great against the Bengals. And our defense can't stop the fucking Colts. And I just don't, I'll, I don't get that at all. That's something that needs to get fixed. That needs to get consistent. Offense, putting up 35? No. How much was it? 30 points? Yeah. 30 points is a good day for any offense. With, the, with your third string. With our third string quarterback, nonetheless. Josh, Josh Jacobs played a hell of a game. I mean, that first drive under Mike White, Josh Johnson, uh, that first drive under Mike White was methodical, I will say. And, of course, you know, it just goes to show that Joe Namath, this team is fucking cursed because Joe Namath definitely made a deal with the devil to win Super Bowl three. Mike White has an amazing drive, and the injury he receives came on a touchdown throw. I just, I just, right there I saw that. I was excited all week, waiting for Mike White, and... He's hurt on a highlight pass. I don't know. I just that's just that just chalk up the Jets suffering. For the first time ever, I do think this team's cursed after that one play. But um, we'll see moving forward. Not happy with the defense. I do hope though. My whole thing is five wins. I'm just waiting for the five wins. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that. But let's say they do or they don't. Let's let's start with they they don't get five wins. Is is that a Joe Douglas problem? Do you start looking at oh, do we fire Joe Douglas? Is he's not is he not making the right moves? You know it's tough because I do like a lot of the moves that Joe Douglas has made already. Um, one of the things that I thought was weird is Marcus May. I don't know where he is sitting kind of on the team right now. I know. Um, 
Oh, Marcus May, he actually just tore his Achilles and he's out for the season. Well, I know um, that. We were already talking about getting rid of him, though, on the trade deadline. Yes. And then um, we just randomly, Joe Douglas, I know I like the moves. I like picking up that uh, Kansas City offensive lineman. But Marcus May, I was expecting Marcus May to be traded before that. Yes, and so was I. I it, it could have been they couldn't have found a trade because Marcus May is on his last year of his deal. What what prevents him from going to another team and you giving up all these picks for him to just be like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go to a different team. Now I'm scared because, I mean, with him getting hurt now, you lost a lot of value on Marcus May. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of tough on the team. I don't think he'll be back next season, though. I don't. <laughs> Moving on, then. That's all I have for the Jets. Let's talk about Big Blue. Big win this week. Huge win this week. You know, Hell yeah, Chris. You know, we're we're coming up last in the division, basically. You know, you know the Cowboys are. I think they're six and two now, seven and two. The Cowboys. Uh, Dallas actually got whooped by the Broncos. No, I know they lost, but what are they in the standings? For those they listening home, we they, do not have our stats guy here giving us stuff, so. They are six and two right now. So with the Eagles lost today, the Giants move into tying them for second place in the division, which it's been a pretty much of a letdown of a season. A lot of injuries. You lose Saquon early on. Receivers, Shepherds miss games. Tony's been injured. Kenny Galladay, we give him this big contract. He finally comes back, but he's been injured. And it just seems like what you say with the Jets, almost like a curse, but we build up all this hype for the third season for Daniel Jones. He's going to be good. You look back at the past two seasons, most of our games, we don't lose by that much. And I think Daniel Jones has really transformed this past offseason into a legitimate quarterback. I mean, our old lines playing a little bit better. He's actually making throws, even when we have John Ross going on deep routes we don't have we have cj board we don't have we have dante pettis we don't have the receivers we were hoping to start with and kind of make a run with throughout the season but we played the chiefs last last week you know close game played all right i would say this was a decent game for the giants you know the obviously we know everything with the raiders they're kind of a mess right now between bruden henry ruggs and we really needed to win this game just to stay in the division. I'm not talking playoffs anymore, but just to be a legitimate team. I mean, we have the Bears pick at the end of the day, so why not try and win? And if the Bears keep losing, we'll still have a good pick in the draft. Um, it was a quiet game, though, 23-16. to 16, Definitely not a high-scoring affair. But, I mean, Daniel Jones, he went 15 for 20. If I could just bay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. In your opinion, do you think this is an upset by the Giants? Or do you think this is the beginning of the end for Las Vegas? Um, I would say kind of both. I mean, it's the Giants still have a few injuries. Their defense is getting back into shape. I don't – I know – I mean, let me check right here. But a big loss we've had is Blake Martinez. The guy is constantly – he's a great middle linebacker. He's always there to make the tackle, and we haven't had him the whole year. I think our secondary has been good, but the whole reason – between us basically losing games by a little by a little bit, in my opinion, has been the fact that our D-line doesn't get to the quarterback enough. I think that final play of the game where we sacked Derek Carr and he fumbled, that might have been our only sack of the game. 
And that just for our secondary where we have Logan Ryan, James Bradbury has been very good. Xavier McKinley, he had two interceptions today. We drafted him in the second round. He was supposed to be picked where C.D. Lamb was picked by the Cowboys in all the mock drafts at that point. So we have a really good young, we got some veterans, Jabril Peppers, really good secondary, but it's hard when you can't get to the quarterback because we're giving Taylor Heineke, we're giving all these meh quarterbacks time in the pocket, and at one point they're going to make throws, and that's what's going to hurt us in the end. And we did a lot better last year with Leonard Williams and our whole defensive line in general, but it's just it doesn't look like we're going to get to the quarterback at any point this season. And I think we're not going to – if we're not scoring, if we don't have our star, star guys on the offense performing every week, it's up to our defense. And if we can't get to the quarterback, we're just going to keep giving up more and more points, more and more passing yards, and it's not going to be a great season. But going off of that, so the Giants have their own pick this year and the Bears pick. In my opinion, I've really been impressed with Daniel Jones this year. I think he's played really well. He's making throws with a little bit more time than he's ever had. If you want to go. All right. So my question to you is, if you guys have top five, top, top six pick, would you consider looking at a quarterback, a new quarterback? In my opinion, we're building a team. We're building an impressive team where we're kind of – not kind winning. of win, We're kind of winning now, yes. And that's why I think – I, I think a lot of it is Jason Garrett's play calling. I think we waste a lot of time running. When we have Devontae Booker and he's getting 20-plus carries a game, we're not going to be that successful on offense, plus with all the injuries. But I would say I don't even want to look at a quarterback this year. I think if we have two top 10 picks, say, at the end of the year, just get positions of need. There's not really a quarterback in college right now that I see yeah, that's going to be – the next guy for the Giants. When Daniel Jones has shown flashes throughout the past three years, we haven't lost by much. Our defense is good. We just got to we gotta have everyone stay healthy and really just click as a team, and the wins will come, in my opinion. I'd say about the college game, too. I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, with the draft next year, I don't see any quarterbacks playing very outstanding. I mean – I know people, uh, there's a lot of hype around like Sam Howell and UNC. And like, oh, like UNC's a good team. They should have a crap defense. I mean, Sam put up some highlights against Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame's a great team. I'm a Notre Dame fan. But I mean, just in general, the ACC is the worst I've ever seen it. I mean, Wake Forest, yeah, they just lost to UNC their first game. That was, they're the top seed in the ACC. I've seen, I watched Wake Forest against Syracuse. Like, it looked like I was watching a high school football game. Even the SEC, too, like, the SEC, there's not one team like Alabama doesn't have their best team in, like, 20 years. I feel like every year Alabama's got the best team in a while. You know, they always say, oh, this is like Saban's best team. College football, to me, this year has been very impressive. I think that's why you see the college football rankings like that. I'm curious for next draft. I don't really see any stars going. I know you got the lineman, I think, on Oregon. Um, he's, he'll be a top prospect. But just in, in terms of quarterbacks, I don't think any team is really looking to draft one next year. Well, exactly. That's why when I look at the Giants, I'm like, you're telling me that Sam Howell or the guy from Cincinnati is going to put on that big blue uniform and have more production than Daniel Jones could in his fourth year. When, say next year, say we get two top 10 picks, 
maybe we get someone to rot edge, an edge rusher. Say we get another really good player, maybe like another safety cornerback young guy. And we really solidify either, even an O-lineman, we solidify certain parts that we need to solidify. And if it doesn't work out with Daniel Jones next year, then we should start looking for a quarterback. I just don't see anyone right now that's going to step up and have the same amount of production or more than Daniel Jones will. I think it's a waste of time to rebuild right now. I agree. I agree. And uh, I see your point. And I just want to go back to uh, when you were talking about the receivers before. I mean, the Giants, they have great receivers. I mean, they, they really do. But my question is, I mean, Kenny Galladay, you're paying him all this money. He has 17 receptions, 282 yards, and has yet to have a touchdown. I mean, I know he's been hurt a little bit, but does that concern you at all? Um, I mean, so today he had two receptions for 28 yards. It's not the production you're looking for. He had that one game. I, I forget what week it was, but he was all mad with Jason Garrett, and people thought he was talking to Daniel Jones when they caught it on camera. And then the next game, he kind of – he was there. He was part of the offense. And that's where other teams utilize their best receiver. And I don't think that Jason Garrett's smart enough to realize that Kenny Galladay is a big-time player because Daniel Jones can make throws now. The more time in the pocket, he's shown that he can hit Shep, Shepard on slant routes. He could hit – Slayton was basically an, a young guy, early rookie – just came in, and in my opinion, was Daniel Jones' favorite receiver. No one even knew about him. So you get Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony is an offensive weapon for, I think, any offense in the NFL, just the way he looks. He's so shifty. I just think you got to utilize your offense more instead of first down run play, second down, and maybe another run, then a small check down pass, and then – at one point, we're getting sacked, and then it just, it's just punting the ball over and over again. And the Giants have a lot to work on with that. But I guess we'll see how the season goes. They have pretty much a tough schedule. They still have to play the Eagles, who, although they're not as promising, if the Giants don't get everyone healthy, I can't see them beating the Eagles. They play the Bucks next week, who I believe are coming off a bye. In they Tampa. Off a bye or they, what are the Bucks for the Jets? Because that's another bye for the Bucks. Say that again. Bucks do play the Jets one of these weeks, so that's another bye yeah, for the yeah. Bucks. Yeah, so they, they play the Bucks next week. You're telling me that's going to be a win? Because it's probably not. It might be, I believe it'll probably be a close game. Last year it was. Really? That's a hot take. It's a lot of faith in the Giants right there. Maybe, but we really haven't, besides the game against the Rams. We haven't been blown out, and we didn't – Daniel Jones shouldn't have played that game. In my opinion, I didn't even realize he was playing that game. The guy was stumbling off the field against the Cowboys early in the game when it looked like it was going to be a competitive game. Everyone got injured. Saquon got injured, and there was no reason for him to play against the Rams. Kind of take the loss, give him more – let him get healthy, and then he comes back and he beats the Panthers. He looks good. So then the Eagles – See, when we were pretty low in the beginning of the season, we weren't winning any games. I was kind of looking at the Dolphins game as an easy game for us to win, and I think that'll be our next win if we don't beat the Eagles. But if our offense gets healthy and we start actually doing what we're supposed to, maybe we, maybe we take control of that second spot in the NFC East. Maybe if we win some more, we can get a wild card, but there's, I don't think we're catching up to the Cowboys at any point. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing, too, I just wanted to add, you talked about the Giants' is, you know, extra pick that they get for the Bears. I mean, Jets looking out with getting rid of Jamal Adams. I mean, Jamal Adams, I know he is the best in the nation, self, self-proclaimed. But, I mean, with, with Wilson Hurt now and Geno Smith just keep losing games, we might have two very early picks next year. I'm excited to see what they can do with those two. What, what would you like to see them do? To be honest, I mean, I don't think we'll, we'll end up getting first overall, and I think that Oregon lineman. Of course not, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll go first overall or second. I mean, he'd be sick if we get that. But I, I never, I never, I'll never get mad at a lineman being drafted. I think at all, offensive lines, they win Super Bowls. You look at the best teams. I mean, look at look at Brady right now. Brady's offensive line is so freaking challenging. I mean, it will help Zach Wilson. You know, a quarterback, quarterbacks can't progress if they don't have a good old line to protect them. I mean, besides Joe Burrow, who just seems to just take hits 24-7. I mean, you go back to the Buccaneers with Tristan Wirfs. Wirfs? Wirfs, yeah, yeah. Um, he, Andrew Thomas was selected before him. Who did the Jets select? Uh, Mekhi Becton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mekhi. I think Andrew Thomas has been playing well, but this guy comes in. He knows he has Tom Brady, one of the – greatest quarterback of all time right and he has to protect them and he does his job and he wins the super bowl his rookie year so it's in my opinion it's all about mindset it's all about just you have to have a good culture in your organization to be successful and i don't see that in the giants or the jets right now i think you you just gotta get the right people in you can't just bring in someone like jason garrett and be like this guy's gonna do work because the whole organization as a whole is a mess you can't bring in a star like Kenny Galladay in a, in a situation and just expect him because he's not Devontae Adams. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not that type of player where he's going to make. Do you think he can get to that point with the Giants and Daniel Jones? I think he can get to the point where he is a legitimate weapon on the offense where teams are scared of him. But no, I don't think he'll ever get to that superstar wide receiver. Alrighty. Well then, also just quick update. We're watching Sunday Night Football right now. Titans are working the Rams. I'm still blown away how 62 Titans could beat the Bills, they could beat the Chiefs, which I mean, as of now, I don't think it's that hard to beat the Chiefs. Probably will end up winning this game against the Rams, and one of their losses is to the Jets. So maybe there is promise. You Going back, I mean, that's just an incredible win for the Jets. Anyway, going over football, I want to talk a little bit about the Knicks. Exciting start to the season, to say the least. I, I think that, I mean, listen, they're sitting at 6-4 right now. Consistency, I can see being a problem moving forward. Um, they have some big wins. I think beating Bulls is a big team. Beating Memphis, no, Milwaukee, I'm sorry. That's a big win, of course. But then you, like, have some bad losses. You know, you drop a game to Orlando. It's just consistency, I think, is something that this team's going to struggle with. I think the team, the team has to get on hot streaks, and that's the biggest thing we're going to see. What's up? Well, in my opinion, like, like you said, we beat the Celtics, we beat the Sixers, the Bulls, and then we lose a game to the Pacers, who at that point were – they didn't have many wins. They were pretty much on a cold streak to start the season. The Raptors, too, weren't that good. So it's just – we're not closing out games like we were last year. Like, in my opinion, Derrick Rose was perfect to get towards the end of the season because he helped us close out games. 
And I thought that was all he was going to do. And he's shown that he is 10 pounds more than that as a player still. But we're just, I don't think Julius Randle's playing as smart. He kind of, I've seen him take some pretty crappy shots in the middle of the game when we should just be playing basketball and just keep scoring on these teams. It's almost like we slow the game down for our own good or we either go too fast and we're out of control and we're not that type of team. We don't have a Russell Westbrook, an electric player, Giannis, where you're going to take that ball off the fast break and take it straight to the hoop. Yeah, I mean, and it also seems like whenever Julius Randle does bad, the Knicks in general does bad. So it's, it's like we don't have another guy that if one person's doing bad, somebody's there to pick up for him. And, and it really shows. I mean, of course, R.J. Barrett really doing great, looking like pretty much an all-star. I mean, people are always talking about that. But I want to just go to the Cavaliers game that just happened tonight. I mean, Ricky Rubio had 37 fucking points. How the fuck do you let that happen? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no words for it. And it just gets to show. I mean, it's, it's, I can't put my finger on the team. I can't tell. Like, it's early in the season. You know, it's been 10 games. Nobody can tell what's going on in 10 games. I mean, if you look last spring, everybody thought the Mets were the kings of New York early in the year. And then the ground falls off. Like, I think it's going to be the same with this Nick team. Like, I want it's could we be consistent right now with the inconsistency? That is my biggest doubt with the Knicks. You know, they picked up some key wins, six and four. They, they're playing well. I do think like we have talent on this team. They have to find their own play style, and that's something that going back to what Dylan said. Like, from watching these games, like they can't get into a rhythm. You know what I mean? They are very streaky even during the game. They go on long scoring streaks. Game falls apart. They can't control the tempo. It's just, it's just problems. I think it will be fixed from playing more throughout the season. We'll see if they can improve on it. I don't know. Chris, what do you think? I mean, at the end of the day, Julius only had 19. He had a good game, close to a triple-double, realistically. RJ didn't shoot well. I mean, he's still young, but he's been playing great, as you said, Dylan. I really liked his performances as of late. We, obviously, we didn't have – we didn't have uh, Kemba Walker play tonight, which is big, which means, in my opinion, Derek Rose is most is starting. Or I don't know if it was Rose or Quickly, but if Ro- Rose is basically commanding the majority of the game, when it's nice to have someone like Kemba and then to play a little bit faster paced and then get D. Rose in there to slow the tempo down once we have a lead. But, I mean, the Cavaliers, we're talking Ricky Rubio's old head ass scoring 37 Evan Mobley's a rookie he's putting up 27 nine nine rebounds and five assists against us that can't happen Mitchell Robinson has to control it's almost like we're a good team but we're not all there like I would never be scared to play the Cavs and I'm not well I was a little would I be scared last year if we were playing say the Pacers yeah but they're not the same team anymore and they still beat us the pa- it seems like, in my opinion, we keep falling into these games that, where Knicks fans and everyone are so happy that we're beating these teams. But we played the Bucks the other night, and they didn't even ha- they didn't have Brooke Lopez or Chris Middleton. And I'm not even sure if they had Drew Holiday. I know they didn't have those two. So you're just competing against Giannis, and we had to come back from a 21 point deficit. Right. So it's kind of like, are we really that good? Because we're not we're not beating out teams. And I think the NBA in general is very competitive. Like, you're not seeing the Lakers kill every team they play. Yeah. But it's like, if we're supposed to be a defensive, talented team, defensive-minded, 
we're letting we're letting players who scores they shouldn't be scoring. I agree. Uh, I just want to go back to the offseason with the Knicks for a second. You know, we signed Fournier uh, four years, $25 million. I mean, that's a lot of money. And you look at it now, he's he's shooting uh, 15 and a half points a game and shooting well 42% um, and almost 40% from three. I mean, personally, I think he's doing great. I think it was a great signing. But is the question, was it too much money? I don't think so at all because we had – for a while now, we had all this money saved up from when we got Julius Randle and Marcus Morris a few years back, and we gave them these contracts to basically say two-year option. Most of them were one-year option. And I've loved Alec Burks as a player, and I really liked Reggie Bullock last year. He would guard basically any team's best player guard-wise, and he was spectacular at and it. And he hit the he threes would, he needed, and too. And he hit the threes, too. So, in my opinion, we were so good defensively last year, but I knew we weren't going to beat the Hawks. I was really hoping we did, but we couldn't stay with them offensively. And Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker give us a little bit more offense, but it limits our defense at the same time. And I think he's Evan's worth the money because he's already finding his kind of role on the team. And for someone who's moved around a little bit the past couple of years – I get he's kind of like a veteran, but he's not a true veteran. He's not like D. Rose. So I think it's good that he's finding his place on the team and being an efficient scorer. I think Kemba needs a little bit more. I know, I think, in my opinion, we're going to see flashes of Kemba throughout the entire season. For sure, for sure. But we're not going to see that much consistency. And that's where you kind of hope the playoffs come into effect because. Like I said, we do play a lot of games against teams where their best players are injured or some good players are injured and we get good wins. But who knows when we go up against a number of teams in the playoffs, they're going to be healthy and we're going to be healthy. And can we compete against some of the best teams in the East when they're fully healthy? And I'm not sure right now if we can. I agree, but I mean, as Matt said, it's it's the first 10 games. It, it can go any way. The, the last team in the league can jump to the first in a matter of three weeks. I mean, hey, I mean, still very early in the season. At the All-Star break last year, we were 500. We ended up a fourth seed. So it, it really, it just depends what's going to happen in the games you have at, at certain points. But when you have easy games, like you're playing the Cavaliers at home, you got to win that game. You just got to keep building upon it because that's what good teams do. You don't want to, like, when you lose that – First game to the Magic, you're like, this stinks. We're not going to be undefeated anymore. Right. Whatever, throw that game away. Then you lose to the Pacers, and you're like, what the heck are we doing? And now now we lose tonight to the Cavs at home, and you're like, what are we doing wrong? Why aren't we playing the game, the basketball that I saw in the playoffs, honestly, which is where we're shooting with – we're staying with teams like the Hawks who can shoot lights out at any given moment. And we're not doing – I don't think – most games, we're not shooting that efficient anymore. And we're taking more threes. Chris, I just want to go back to last year. You know, we were projected to not even make the playoffs, and we ended up becoming a fourth seed. Does that make the stakes higher for this season, or is it expected that we do better than a fourth seed this year? Well, everyone this year, with the, with the way the Bulls have improved – and there's been a few teams that have improved. The Nets will probably be healthy, even though they lost. They don't have Kyrie right now. Fuck the Nets. Fuck the Nets. If you're a Brooklyn fan, don't even watch this. 
who the fuck cares about you? What I would like to say is, if you are an fan, please reach out to us. Yeah, I don't you can do exists. that. We actually yeah. saw one the other day. It was pretty crazy. I don't. I think he just bought the jersey. I think he was a KD fan. Um, do you guys see the videos of James Harden now that uh, um, you can't lean into a foul anymore? You see all those videos of him always complaining. <laughs> yes. Mean, yeah. It, it really shows. I, I think Harden's a great player, but I also think that I mean, when you're shooting 23 throws a game, I mean, that's why that's why you're putting up 40 something points. Yeah. I mean, so step two. I mean, like I think Harden has let himself go. I mean, that just too much PEDs or something like. It's crazy. It's crazy, but like, yeah, like you've ever seen an NBA player. Well, Zion Williamson in the Bayou, getting pretty big, let himself go. But let me go back to what you were saying, Dylan. The question you asked about the Knicks. Everyone was basically saying at the beginning of the season, even with our off-season additions, that we weren't going to be a fourth seed again. And in my opinion, looking at it at the time before the season started, I didn't see us. I saw us as just making it past not playing in that, like, playing tournament. And I think we still could do that, but the only way we're going to be a fourth seed is by not losing these games that we should win. You guys like the playing tournament? I do. I'm actually a big fan of it. I think it's very exciting. I mean, look at it this way. For anyone who's a fan of a number of teams, you do, it just gives your team a shot. It might hurt you if, you if you're one of the teams right before it, but – for a team that's what it's seven to ten. Um. Yeah, but I know it's like uh seven versus eight, and then the loser. I don't really, I don't really know how it works, but I mean. Yeah. So you I like it. That final seed, you get some, you get some games later in the season, gain some revenue for your organization. Like the fans get to watch you play. I think it's good for the NBA. I love how I think it was LeBron last year. LeBron was complaining about it, but the year before in the bubble, he, he was, was all about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's perfect for a team like the Knicks. Um, I mean, of course, like, as far as LeBron James, I'd not be happy. I mean, LeBron James is not happy about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, kind of hates America, you know, yeah. hates democracy and all that stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, LeBron, it, it actually seems to me like LeBron doesn't like the sport of basketball anymore. Uh, not as much as Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons really doesn't like basketball. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll go play golf. But I, think, I mean, I think one of the things we should do also, speaking in North Carolina right now, can we see J.R. Smith at Carolina A&T tearing up? I would, I would love to. I, would, I think I, that we, we should have just – I know we're New York sports podcast, but we should have J.R. Smith just stats every week. Yep. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I think we should start doing that. It's insane. I'm happy for him. I'm, I, I want to see him tear it up. I mean, listen, what was his last championship? This was the Lakers in the bubble? Yes. Was the first guy to touch that trophy. Probably had the least amount of playing time. Love J.R. Smith. Big fan of him. Also, New York Knicks. He did great. Oh, sixth man of the year. That, yeah. was a, that, was a cra- that was a great year. And, I mean, mm-hmm. to jump off that, I'm looking at Carmelo Anthony. He's been playing pretty well. Oh, yeah, he's been great. He's There's been a lot great. of big stars on that team. And, I mean, if we look back a few years ago, no one wanted this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when he came off the Thunder, you were like, him, Hall George, Westbrook, this could be a lethal duo, lethal trio, excuse me. And, I mean, he's averaging 16 points a game, a block, three rebounds. Like, he's doing his job. And in my opinion, as much as I don't like LeBron, I'm not a big Lakers fan, but I'm a big Carmelo Anthony fan. So, for him to win a ring would be pretty cool. 
And that's one of the things I like about sports is just we're watching the Rams right now. The Rams are a good team. They just got Von Miller. You can't tell me anyone who's not a Packers, Vikings, or Bears fan who wouldn't want Matthew Stafford to win a ring. I, I just want to ask um, the biggest question everybody asks about basketball, MJ or LeBron, or can you not compare them because they're in two different generations? I watched LeBron walk and play to the ref as his team went up and down the court three times. So I'm going to say MJ. I just think LeBron James, I listen, is a guy talented. I'm not going to take that away from him. I, I hate, I cannot stand LeBron James. Is he a good basketball player? Yes. Is he one of the best of all time? Yes. Did he do more bad for the sport than good? 100% yes. I do think, listen, Bulls, you can art. Bulls were a super team. Bulls were a super team that was put together by their GM. LeBron James is the one who started players, the crazy player movement that you see in the NBA. And the reason why a lot of people do not like watching the NBA. I'm excited for this year. Biggest Bucks winning, I think, is starting to put an end to the super team. I don't, I don't see a crazy good super team this year. And this is why like, I'm so excited for the NBA season. It's just LeBron James is hurt. Like, I just think, honestly, from the second he went to Miami, that set the NBA back. That, a bunch that's of right. And, and I think I think the NBA, we could say, is, is fun again. I mean, watching the playoffs last year was great. All these teams that weren't expected to go as far as they did mm-hmm. went as far as they did. I mean, I mean, also it looks with the super, like going back to super teams. Like, I think that honestly, it shows like with the Bucks winning, you put it into that. I think that it shows that you know teams. I feel like teams a lot of times it was bench players. Right. Last year, kind of winning. I think that's why like the Suns made a big, you know, run in it. I also think why that's why the Hawks did so well. I mean, the Hawks were a deep team. I mean, they got Gallinari. Um, they got Bogdanovich, Hunter, Reddish. I mean, they got they great have bench a pieces. deep team. I think the Knicks have a deep team too. And I mean, I think that's why going through the playoffs in general was so exciting for us as Knicks fans was because there was nothing. I've never seen a basketball game so electrifying. Then even in game one, when we lost, just watching as soon as the commercial was about to start, everyone in, in Madison Square Garden up on their feet, celebrities dancing around, everyone's going crazy because we're staying with it. We're trying to win a playoff series. And in my opinion, I don't know about you guys, but I think there's no better place to play than Madison Square Garden. And I'll keep going for a little bit more, but a few years ago, no one wanted to play for the Knicks. No one wanted to play for James right. Dolan. No one wanted to play for this crappy organization. Mm-hmm. And I think we're changing that around. We have a really good uh, management. We have a really good front office helping us. The, the way Julius Randle's played has really helped the Knicks because without him, we're just a team. We're looking at R.J. Barrett to lead us, and he's not there yet. And I, I don't know if he will be. He has the stats to say, but in my opinion, he's just a slow player. And I don't, I think people look at NBA players for their speed and agility, and he's definitely an athletic player, but he's just not quick. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he'll stand there, he'll shoot the ball, he'll make nice moves to the hoop. He's shown he's getting better with both of his hands, but he's a slow player. He's not, he's not burning you down the, he's not burning you on the, on the baseline. Going for a dunk, he's just not that type of player. I mean, also what to do, like Coach K, he plays that Coach K offense, and you can right. see it how it's translated into the NBA. Like Coach K, 
those Duke players, you know, they're fundamental basketball players, you know, big on defense. He slows the game down. That's Duke style of play. I think it kind of shows with a player like RJ. I think RJ, I mean, I really like what I see from this year on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think defensively, he stepped up with a couple of games. I think that Bulls game was that showed tremendously, I mean, how much he stepped up to the plate. Uh, I'm looking, I mean, do I think he'll be the next, like what Melo was to the Knicks? No. However, I do think like he will be like a franchise player. I think he'll be a Knicks player for the majority of his career if he keeps playing as well. And I think it's only going to get better. I'm looking forward to what I see from RJ. Do you think that this is the year that he needs to prove himself? Um, I think this year is very important to his career, but I think this is the year that's going to make or break his career. It remains to be seen. I, I'm excited for what I see now from him. Um, however, like I don't know if this is the Knicks team yet. I'll be completely honest. Do I think, I mean, if the Knicks end up shitting the bed, do I think RJ is going to be like the reason why? No. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I think him just not emerging as a superstar, someone that you can count on throughout the game, it, like five minutes left, you need someone to keep scoring. He had that the other night where he dropped 32, I believe. But it just limits – I think it, it makes the front office go crazy because in your mind you're like, how can I give this guy a deal? How can I keep him here for – or make him happy when he's not really that – blockbuster guy that is going to get the fans to pack the seats. They want to go watch RJ Barrett play. And I don't think he's that right now. And I don't know if he'll ever be, but I really do think that he'll have, he's going to have a great career. And I think he will have a few years that he can average 20 points. But I, right now we have a, we have a lot of people on offense between Fournier, Walker, Mitchell Robinson, Randall, like a whole bunch of people who need to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that limits it because if you relate him to Jason Tatum, their stats are pretty similar to where they were at their certain points in their career. But Jason Tatum was given the opportunity to really shine. Obviously, he's more of a faster-paced player in a way, but he's been given that role as the number one player on the team. And Jalen Brown's really good at stepping up as that number two. Maybe if Maybe if Julius wasn't such a – you you know Julius Randle's going to take the shot for the majority right. of the time, and I think we're seeing less and less of that with the amount of offense we have. But I don't know if you'll ever see that from RJ. Maybe if maybe there'll be times where Julius won't be playing as much, or say he misses a game or two. Maybe then we could see if RJ is really going to be that player to take control of the game and show everyone like what truly as a basketball player who he really is. Um, I'm actually looking up right now the um, free agency for 2022, and there are big names. I mean, uh, we have Bradley Beal, who I would love to have Bradley Beal. I mean, I know Beal's been talking about wanting to stay in Washington, but and, and they are doing great this year. But I do feel like there, there comes a point in time where it's like, okay, I, I think I need to move to a new team, try something new. And, and I do think that New York would be the perfect place for him to try that. Um, I like Beal a lot. I don't know. Once again, I feel like I've fallen into this trap and a bunch of people who watch the NBA have where you need a superstar to win a championship. And I think Bradley Beal is an amazing player. I just don't put him right now at that same level as Lillard or Kawhi or LeBron, where, you know, this guy most likely bring us to a higher seed through the playoffs 
And that's why, I mean, I have this question to both of you. If there was one player you'd want to bring on the Knicks, who would it be? Um, I mean, I would like to see like a Clint Capella, DeAndre Ayton type player. I think Mitchell Wyatt Robinson is great, but I, I think we need those guys. Who are Very one dimensional. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna we need a guy who can get rebounds but put up points as well, put up 20, 25 points a game. See, that's where I mean I'm a big I think we're falling farther and farther from Damian Lillard between Ben Simmons being an option for the Trailblazers, even though he's a mess right now. I think a team like the Trailblazers takes yeah, a chance. Can we just talk about three hundred three hundred and six thousand dollars just for, for missing a game? That's that's ridiculous. It's a lot of fucking money. It is a lot of money. Um Again, Ben Simmons, I mean, just play basketball. Just, just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a mess. I mean, the memes have been there the past few seasons. He can't go to sh- practice. Take your phone out of your pocket when you practice. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, listen. This is what happens, what happens when you date the Kardashians. Well. I mean, yeah. As best, as, like, basketball players – any athlete, I don't care whether you're a basketball player, or a football player, or you love decathlons. Like, do not date a Kardashian. It does not go well for you. Like, fucking lost to the championship because of them. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's cre- like, Lamar Odom, he went down the totem pole. Adam Humphreys. Humphreys, I have not heard his name. Chris Humphreys, yeah. Chris. I have yeah. not heard his name in a while. I think he might have died. Uh, the Illuminati could have got him. Um, I mean, like even Bruce. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. But just, I think athletically, he's not running any more decathlons in a while. You yeah. Know? Um, going back, I was going. What were you talking about before? Um, we were talking about basically what player you'd want for the Knicks. So my whole thing with the Knicks is I don't actually don't think the Knicks need a player. I think the Knicks need their own Instagram model to kind of serenade the entire team. Um, if we had to get a player, I would get Devin Booker so he can bring said model over to the Knicks and just, you know, spruce up that locker room a bit. I mean, for, look, look for what the Sox who, did. For people who don't know what we're talking about, can you please explain what, what happened? Um, I don't, I'm not sure uh, the model's name, but I know the Phoenix Suns can contribute a lot of their success to a certain Instagram model. Um Blowing the entire team like one by one. I know. I know Devin Booker went first. Uh, I guess he's sorry. Who you think if the Knicks, if the Knicks, if the Knicks had somebody come in and like do this to their team, who would go first? Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson would go first. Taj is the man. Yeah, he deserves it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think like Jr. Smith would try to come back for an one night weekend? And like, I, I, I think room? I think he would love that coming down in that locker room. I I. Robert Kraft action. I don't know if James Dolan's dick works. I'm not a fan of the Dolans. Um, I'm a Nick fan because I don't think the Nets are a real team, <laughs> like or a real fan base. Um, however, I I still hate the Dolans because that the Dolans are the reasons why the Jets play in Giant Stadium. The Jets could have had a West Side Stadium for those who don't know, and the Dolans shot it down. Fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that is the story. Hey, I trust you on that. <laughs> All right, but uh, I think I personally I think if the Knicks, you know, if if they if they had a little like locker room entertainment like that, uh, I don't know. I th- I think honestly, I can see D Rose going first. You know, respected veteran. You yeah, know? you gotta always respect D Rose. Just engaged though. I don't know if he's trying to be a little loyal, but also if it's a team, if, if, if I can just stop. Effort, Chris. 
I think he's there. It's a team effort. It is. It it, if it's team bonding, I, I don't think it's like cheating. I think it's, it's I think it's a team bonding moment. You know, like teams like they get massages and stuff in their locker room. Yeah, I, I just think that. we go by seniority at this point. We don't have that. Like it, we don't have like Devin Booker, Julius Randle. He's an All Star, but I don't think you're. I don't think anyone's scared to be like, I'm going first. Like it's Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. So I like I like Taj Gibson this year. He he he's weird because he's old and he just does his job and he hits like these small like jump shots pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in that guy playing in any game of the year. And he just he does his work, but getting away from blow jobs and all these different type of things. In my opinion, the one player I'd want to bring in because Mitchell Robinson is so one dimensional is Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, I love that. I that's, love that. That's a good pick. That's a pretty I, good pick. I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> like you look at it this way, D'Angelo Russell, when he first came there, you were like, this could be really cool for them. This is, this is a good player. I love Anthony Edwards. I really hope he does good. Mostly because I have one of his autograph cards and I need that to rise up in value to make money for myself. But Carl Anthony Towns, what's he doing in Minnesota at this point? You're not a playoff team anymore. I just I, I know that Thibodeau was uh, uh, coach there with yep. Towns, and, and I know they did have problems. So how, how do you think they fix that? I mean, is he is he running a different offense? Is he running a different defense? Um, I mean, you look back at, like, Phil Jackson, and there's always been issues with him and players of course, like of course. Mello. And I think the Knicks have shied, like, got away from where you have Charles Oakley and James Dolan and all these issues. And there's a lot of people there, D. Rose, Taj Gibson, a lot of people who will back up Tibbs. But I think also they would be able to, I think, between our front office and the players we have, build a good relationship because this is a superstar we're talking about, one of the best right. centers in the game. And I think he's not falling off. He's just – you're not – looking at him anymore no one you're not hopping on espn right. and they're talking about carl anthony towns and i mean let's go to a future scenario like we so say we get towns what are we giving up for him because I, in my opinion you don't want to break up that that nice bench depth we have but giving up if we're trying to win now and we want a player like towns and damian lillard you're giving up all the picks you got because you're like, we're win now scenario. You're giving up Obi Toppin, in my opinion. You're giving up maybe quickly. I wouldn't give up RJ. It would be hard for me to do that, but quickly knocks Toppin. We have first few first round picks. Right. We are the thunder of the second round picks. So we have a lot to offer teams. We just don't have like a player like Ben Simmons or just like, Someone that another team would look at and be like, I will give up my player for draft picks and that one guy who I know we can build around. But also, look at the past few trades that have happened the past couple of years. Big trades, even the Porzingis trade, you're like, Dennis Smith Jr.? Mm-hmm. That's the guy we got? But I feel like, I feel like at the time, it, it wasn't a terrible... It wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but at the end of the day teams are making trades their superstars when they're disgruntled right. for draft picks and young players would you say Porzingis is a superstar right now oh no it really I think it's worked out more for the 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 Mavericks than it has for the Knicks mm. but also it, it's weird because Luca's such a super Luca's a superstar 
And I think it's just keeping Porzingis healthy and getting his game back to the way it was. And at the other end, we have Julius Randle now. We have it. We're a different culture than what we were. So it's it's very it's very difficult to say who won that trade right now. In my opinion, it just was able. It just led to us transforming. It led to where we are. Basketball now. team. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that Kristaps kind of regrets leaving the Knicks. I mean, he's he's doing great. You're with the superstar, soon to be superstar Luka Doncic. But at the same time, oh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think him and Trey Young are going to be the face when when there's no more LeBron, when there's no more um, Jokic, because those guys. I mean, LeBron, he's up in age, but like a lot of those guys, like uh, Jokic and that, and people like that, they're like 30 years old. So not not that they're old, but they're getting there. that old. Um, I'll, could, I'll could, check right now. Yeah, we could we could check that. Yeah, I know but Trey Young. I mean. He's not the, 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 every professional sports league, fuck Trey Young. Trey Young. Young is not valid indictment. Not valid indictment. But the, every year, the, the league gets younger. And that's why it's weird when the Knicks brought back Taj Gibson because you're like, there's probably a young guy that they have more promise with. But you have players like that who show that even though they're old, they can still make an impact. And it helps your team having a good – locker room presence and a good and good veterans it just leads to it leads to more more wins more opportunities it keeps you in games it keeps the young players who are a little say hot-headed or they don't really know what they're doing in crunch time it keeps them in check gets their nerves down and it builds a basketball team with a good culture that you know you could win at any point in the game and I don't mean to jump off basketball, but it just it kind of leads me to the Yankees in my mind because we just really we didn't release Brett Gardner, we just didn't pick up his contract, and it's kind of an end for him. Maybe you don't know if they're going to sign him back, but he's been there for a while and he's been a good locker room presence, and that's what you need. Every organization needs these veterans to help them get over the hump because they keep the locker room in check and they keep all these players like where young players might see the contracts and all this like money they're making and they're like we're winning games I'm very good it keeps them into this where they have a goal set Mm -hmm. they want to win something and when you have veterans like that it just helps the whole organization as a whole it keeps everyone going towards that goal almost like you're walking out and everyone's slapping a banner right before they walk out of the state into like the stadium wherever they're playing saying like Ted Lasso they have one that says believe the Yankees would have one there's pictures of Derek Jeter slapping it I don't know yeah. what it says mm-hmm. but in my it's all culture and I mean we cut right now what is the score the Titans just scored 27 to 9 Jesus Christ it's it's, it's a weird year for the NFL too it's just are the Titans Super Bowl take candidate they get Derek Henry back I think they've I think they're. I mean, they're being the Rams, who are one of the best teams in the NFL right now, without their star running back. Uh, Tannehill, I will say, I was, I, I didn't know if Tannehill, I was talking yeah, we before, talked I didn't about know if Tannehill was going to be like Jared Goff. It's just like is good because the play action's open. Uh, no, Tannehill is a great fucking quarterback. I think. I'm I think Hen- Henry being out uh, just proves that they they can do it without Henry. Yes. I mean, Tannehill can throw the ball. I mean, it's twenty-eight to nine. They and their defense had that. Held the Rams to zero touchdowns. Is that Adrian Peterson who just ran? Yeah, yeah, they just signed Adrian. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. You know, 
it's nice to see him scoring touchdowns. It's really good. I feel like I feel like it's like what 2011 again. Yeah, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I wonder how his son's doing. Um, and I wonder if his son still is a babysitter, or uh, if Adrian Peterson is still uh, taking care of him. We don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's his life, you know. I'm sure maybe that maybe he'll be in college one yeah. day and we'll be seeing a little Adrian Peterson. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see if those injuries recovered. Um, moving on with the Knicks. Is there, I mean, any, any closing thoughts about this? I know we're going to be. We can go till tomorrow. We can go to the tomorrow's game. They play, they play uh, the, six, sixers. the Sixers. Do they play them at home or away? I'm assuming. No, I'm sorry. They're going on the road to um, Philadelphia. So it'll be a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they still don't have Ben Simmons. And we beat them the other day, but it's all about, in my opinion, just shooting. Yeah. If you could shoot well, you could shoot the lights out of the gym. They're gonna win that game. They they're good defensively. They can control Joel and B, Tobias Harris. But also, I feel like with the Knicks, you always have these games where you have people like Corkmaz, mm-hmm. who's just gonna nail a bunch of threes. Just weird people, and I don't know why that keeps happening to us. It's almost like we're putting too much pressure on certain guys, and we let guys like Ricky Rubio just oh, draw right. a bunch of points and we're just like we can outscore what their production is yeah and it just doesn't happen every night another thing too i just want to add we will actually be at the charlotte game on yes this coming up friday looking I forward to that that should be fun we'll have some we'll have some stories from that game probably for the next podcast uh moving on then i want to get into hockey uh one of the islanders when we started recording this they were up two to one going to the third. They just let up four goals in the third period to lose five to two to the wild. Um, these are the games that are making me nervous about the Islanders, to be honest. I Listen, we have a great team on paper. I think Char is a great addition to the team. I think Zach Parisi is going to be a great addition to the team on offense. Uh, it's kind of weird how we haven't seen Kiefer Bellows get back out there. I thought Kiefer Bellows showed a lot of stuff in the regular season last year. Um, I don't think that losing Everly is really affecting our offense that much. I think Wallstrom has been great. I mean, Brock, of course, is leading the team, coming off of Brock Hober. Uh, my, and of course, I have to add that we are in the middle of a 13 road game streak because UBS Arena is not yet built. Was my, my hope for the Islanders was out of these 13 road games, we could split. We could take six. We have five wins right now. Um, three losses. We're bad losses. Mind you, two of those losses are coming to a Florida team that is 10-0 right now without a coach. That team is amazing. That team's electric to watch. And another Carolina team that's 9-1. and These teams are leading the NHL right now. Those are two of our three losses. Uh, did we blow it tonight? Yes, that was a very bad win to the, loss to the Wild. Um, and then I thought Columbus, we should have beaten them in overtime, but whatever, we got a point from it. We'll see when this team starts having long stretches at home, if we can heat up and get over that hump. I know right now we just dropped. We're two games below the line. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen or watched any hockey or if you have any comments on the Islanders this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really watched the Islanders this year. I mean, I know they're doing great, but my question to you is, like, I know they lost to, to uh, Tampa to go into the Stanley Cup, and Tampa's obviously not what they were this year. You think if they were to face a team like that again, that they would know what to do to improve and win? I mean, I put a lot of faith in Barry Trotz's game plan. I think, honestly, we lost to Tampa. 
It, it was a fun series to watch. It was a good series. That last game, I mean, that's just that's pathetic that you lose in a playoff game, game seven, you know, shorthanded. You know, it, we lost one nothing on a shorthanded goal by Tampa. It's just that was abysmal. I couldn't believe that. I don't want to – I. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, who say the Islanders, this is their year. They're going to the Stanley Cup this year. I, I for one, I don't want to go to the Stanley Cup until I see Tampa again. I think Tampa, I think Tampa's going to be back there. You know, it was a rough start to the season for them. They're not doing as well as they thought. I mean, right now they are, you know, seated. They're 6-3-2 and two with 5-3-2 with one game behind them, one win were there. Um, Tampa, Tampa's a great team. They're, they're a great team. They're, they're going to be up there. Um, interesting because Florida is playing so well right now. Uh, that's going to spice up that division a bit in the Atlantic. What would you say the Islanders' biggest weakness is this season that you've seen so far? You know, I mean, it's it's not the same with Charles Hawk. Charles uh, hockey is we play very defensively. Um, what scares me is you know even though you know we have we're not playing bad right now, but the losses we have we've let up like five goals, and that's just something with Charles hockey like. There's no excuse for that. You know, you're playing conservative. You're playing very defensively. You know, if our offense wasn't putting out like up numbers, I'd be like, I wouldn't be too concerned. But like, it's just, I don't know, five, like five goals. Like, if you're playing back and you're protecting the net like that, like, there's no excuse to that. You know, I don't know, like Sorokin, like, if we need him to get hot and stuff. Um, or we just need some of these new guys like Chara, Preci, like, to get adjusted to this different side of hockey because it is very different from how they've played in the past. Um, Biggest thing, I mean, listen, also, like, every 13 road games, you can't really judge them right now in the season. I think for a start of the season, it's a decent start. You know, 5-3-2, right off the shot. Um, once this streak ends, uh, I'd like to see this team, you know, heat up, as I know they can heat up. They've had some crazy win streaks in the past, and I want them to, like, get back to that. I think they have a good shot of getting back to that. They still have a bunch of long stretches at home moving forward. Biggest thing, too, is, I mean, I'm looking at the Rangers right now, 6-3-3. Three, and three. They seem like they're going to be a tough team to beat this year. They seem like they're improving a lot. I know I think they've had a lot of – I think their main issues last year, they did lose Panarin and nothing without Panarin. Uh, but not just that. I think I think Alexi Lafreniere, you're going to see him play better. I think Hepakaka is going to get into the offense more. So that's a team that should be pretty tough to beat. Looking forward to their, uh, their series with the Islanders this year. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving forward. So then, I mean, covered hockey, covered basketball. Any other thoughts you guys have? Um, I mean, if you want to jump a little bit into baseball, I know the off season is upon us. We're going to have winter meetings soon. Um, I don't know. You're a Yankee fan. You're a, you're a Yankee fan, Matt? I'm a Mets fan. The Yankees are the only other New York team I'll like support and root for. See, in my opinion, with the Yankees, Dylan, I don't know if you know about this. Obviously, we went in, we got Gallo and Rizzo, added some lefty bats, which, in my opinion, I've been saying this for a while. The entire organ, the entire lineup was all righties, except for Aaron Hicks, who was injured the whole season. He was a switch hitter. I think it's the end of the Bronx Bombers in a way. I really hope we sign back Rizzo. I think he's a, another good guy for the locker room. He's just he wants to be there every day playing baseball. We're just things that are going to bother the Yankees is hitting is um, consistency, getting everyone to play every day, and just getting more contact hitting. DJ LeMahieu 
We give him a contract. I've loved him. He's been one of my favorite players since he joined the Yankees, and he dropped down a little bit this season. You know, we had to move Glaber Torres back to second. We just lose. Um, I, uh, we're, we lose to the Red Sox in the wild card. Garrett Cole didn't pitch that well. Our pitching really isn't that deep. We're not the same team we were. We're not paying for the guys that we wanted to. But you look at the Braves, their entire infield played the majority of the games uh, during the season. They were always healthy. And you look at, in my opinion, the biggest thing for the Braves this year, winning the World Series recently, was their off was their midseason additions of Duvall, who was having a great season. They got Jorge Salor, who was the MVP of the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Jock Peterson was a huge addition because this is a team that their pitching's good. It was a, they had a good season, and then they lose Acuna, and you're like, where is this team going to be? And this is the difference between an organization that is going for championships and a team that it, and a team like the Yankees, who it just seems like we waited too long in a way. Obviously, we faced cheaters like the Astros. Mm-hmm. So fuck Trey Young, fuck the Astros, fuck any Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets fans. But going the Yankees, we almost like a few years ago we had that team. Everyone was healthy, and then we didn't go and get that guy. And then it seemed like we got Garrett Cole too late. Yeah. And I don't really know what the future holds for them. They got Volpe and Dominguez in the minors. They both look good. I think it'll be a few years, maybe two two years, in my opinion, until Dominguez is fully up playing for us. And for right now, the Yankees need to get some more lefty bats. They need to get a center fielder, who I think Starling Marte is a good addition. Very consistent. He'll play a lot. We have Joey Gallo for another year. Mm-hmm. But we just – we're not making those moves. We're not aggressive anymore. It was nice to get Rizzo and nice to get Gallo, and it showed a little bit of it. But we were down, and the only lefty bat we got was Ruben Odor. And he's nowhere near a good good enough baseball fl- player for a contending team to have him play consistently. So, for me, it's a little bit of a – a little bit shook as a Yankees fan. I don't really know. I don't know if you have anything to add, Dylan. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm hoping for a good offseason where we get some pitching, we get the positional needs that we need. We can't really go for a catcher because, in my opinion, Gary Sanchez isn't that good. But there aren't many starting catchers in the MLB that are good. And sure, you're going to get a lot – that's the thing. You're going to get a lot of strikeouts from him. You're going to get a lot of strikeouts from Gallo, Stan, Judge. You need that contact hitting, and we're not going to get a player like that in the catcher position, so we're going to have to keep Sanchez, and we're going to need to find that somewhere else because even Glaber Torres isn't performing that well, and all you really have, in my opinion, I like to keep Stanton now. He always seems to perform these last two years. Judge is going to be the next captain of the Yankees. I still want DJ LeMahieu, and I like Rochella, and in my opinion, every other position could be up for grabs. I don't think we'll keep Luke Voigt if we sign back Rizzo. But I don't know if you have anything to add, Dylan, anyone that you'd see a good fit for the Yankees. Um, I think you pretty much covered it all. Yeah, I got, I got nothing when it comes to the Yankees, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, That'll come. not the biggest baseball guy. I should follow the Mets. And right now it seems like um, – I mean, uh, I think the Mets' owners is trying to start a podcast bashing his own team. So we'll see what happens with that offseason, what trades are made with baseball. Um, 
Yeah, Rams are trying to make a last minute push right now. That doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. Anyway, I think we can wrap this episode up, episode one. Right, right, right before we end it, I just want to do something mm-hmm. um, for Monday night. I want to do a lock of Monday night. Um, on the top of our notes, it says Bears are plus seven and Steelers minus seven, with the over under being thirty nine. Pick one for your lock. Can you say it again? Bears are plus seven, Steelers minus seven, and then the over under is thirty nine. I would. I have. All right, so I'm definitely going with the Steelers. I do not think Bears are going to be able to beat them. Steelers, you know, they they played pretty well the past couple of games. Like, right. I think like I mean Big Ben. Like I know this is definitely his last year. And I said like, all right, like Big Ben in the beginning of the season, you know, he couldn't throw over ten yards. Like he could just flick the ball. He aired it out a couple times. He had a couple times. Sure. Like he's 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 not giving up without a fight. I mean, I don't think he's gonna lose to a team like the Bears that it just seems like that they they can't get their rhythm. You know, every every time you think, all right, maybe the Bears do something promising, they take a bad loss. Um, over under, that's kind of tough. You know, if I had a bet, I'd bet the Steelers money line. But um, if I had to go with the over under, I I don't know, thirty nine. I'd say life's too short to bet the under. I'm going to go with the over. Steelers on the let's, over. Let's just say this. So, Justin Fields, last week, he had 175 yards and a touchdown. He didn't play that bad, even though they lost. The week before that, obviously, it, when they, they got killed by the Buccaneers, 38-3, to you were kind of like, what is this Bears team doing? You know they have a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields didn't play bad last week. He had he had some nice plays. He didn't play great. He didn't play great, but I think he maybe had a highlight this, of a run. Maybe yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe sure. this could be what he's known for. Maybe yeah, he yeah. could jump off that and really have a a decent game. You know, really show that he is sort of a legitimate quarterback. But at least with the rookie class, he's not far behind anyone. I mean, I wouldn't I think I think Mac Jones is by far the best rookie quarterback. Right. I think Mac Jones is setting himself apart from the rest of the herd. I think the biggest thing Justin Fields has to realize is like, you know, he's a playmaker. You don't want to take the running out of his game, but it's just his decision making. You know, he makes a lot of bozo plays sometimes. I think he has to realize, you know, when his receivers are covered, when it's time to take off his legs, and when it's time to, you know, get comfortable in that pocket. So we'll see with Justin Fields. I don't know. I think it's a learning process. You know, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't think, like, with a coach like Matt Nagy, too, like, it's going to be tough for him to, like, learn under that. Yeah. But I, I think sheer talent, he shows his greatness, and if you get the right system in place for him, I think, you know, he, he might – he. I will say, I think he will be the Bears' next franchise quarterback. Okay, okay. I mean, Hot take, hot take. Yeah, that is a hot take. Mm-hmm. You know – I mean, it is I, too. It is too early too. It's it, too it, early. It, I mean, you can't as a Giants fan, I'd rather see them lose every game for their pick. So I could care less how Justin Fields does for his career, at least for this season. Mm-hmm. I do think the Steelers will win the game, though. They're at home. It's a Monday night. This I, this I, is I, probably I, Justin Fields' first primetime game. I'm sure he's got to be a little nervous. He's. I can't. Fields, uh, has he played? Has he? I have no. I have no idea if they played primetime. I feel like the Bears. I mean, I feel like they have played another primetime game. I don't know. Um, nonetheless, though. Uh, what what is your pick, Chris? I'm gonna go with the over, just because I think Justin Fields will have a little bit more offensive production, and then I'm gonna take the Steelers minus seven, because even though I even though I think the Bears maybe get a few more points on the board. 
maybe closer to around like 20 points. Mm-hmm. I do think the Steelers, at the, if, if the Bears are scoring high, or for them, yeah, the Steelers yeah. are only going to go higher. They're not going to play down to their competition, especially when it's the Bears. Right. Um, for me, I personally, I would stay away from both the Bears plus seven and the Steelers minus seven. I feel like Big Ben might have a problem with their defense. Chicago's got a great defense, um, regardless of how Justin Fields does. And I'm going to take uh, over 39 for sure. I mean, I think that there will be points put up, but I, I don't, I don't see the Steelers winning by seven, and I don't see the Bears staying within seven. I mean, I think it could go either way. All right. Well, let's get started. Good. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, that wraps up our first episode of NY Sports Act NY. Um, we got a bunch of good games coming up this week, so we're looking back to our uh, next Sunday. Shout out Tide Talk NYC and shout out Fan of Fit. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.